0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number three in the Fast and Furious Files. Thank you for being a little patient with this. We had some real-life issues that sort of took precedent, but so we're getting back on track with the Fast Files today. And and, and just to make sure we stay on schedule, we'll be combining two movies for the price of one episode. We'll be talking about Tokyo Drift today and Fast and Furious, the fourth film. And joining me today, as always, is my Fast co-host. It's a Jonathan. And uh, like like we said, we're talking about Tokyo Drift and Fast and Furious, so we'll get into Tokyo Drift just to, just to keep things nice and speedy. Tokyo Drift came out uh July sixteenth, two thousand six, and this is the directorial de- right, debut of Justin Land in the series.
1: Yeah, who doesn't he? He basically is like creative lead now,
0: right? Like essentially, and he's and he's like the longest served director because he directs Fast Six. Excuse me, Chris. Fast three through six, and then nine through ten, and this is also he's like the longest served director. He's like the most, it's, he's pretty much synonymous with the with the franchise at this point. This is also the entry into this series by Chris Morgan. He was the writer for the film, and he go he would write several more films. He would written uh, Fast four through seven and Hobson Shaw. Okay, so and plus there's some really like neat stuff. That sort of like came up with his writing that we'll get into in a bit and how it leads into Fast 4. Alright. And um, yes, like this is actually a I guess what we call it, like a side piece in the Fast franchise? It's
1: kind of a... Even though it's, I guess, technically a numbered movie, it's a spinoff, kind of? But it's like a sequel to like 6 or 7?
0: Yeah, because <laughs> a bit of spoiler alert that after this movie, the timeline starts to get a little wibbly wobbly, and that's just because they introduced one of the best characters in the franchise in this film. Well,
1: I, I think the best character in the franchise,
0: and and plus it just he sort of goes along with this entirely new cast because we have um, Lucas back as the main character Sean, a totally convincing teenager, by the way. Uh, yes, like the most teenager I ever like. He's on par with Finn Wolfhard in terms of teenagerness.
1: Oh yeah, you got Finn Wolfheart, You got the other kids from Stranger Things, and you got the kid
0: from Tokyo Drift. And we have Natalie Kelly as the love interest Neela, We have Soon Kang as Han. Hell yeah, Han Solo. Oh, <laughs> his pseudonym? I guess I don't know because like he's called Han Solo. In like in a freeze frame, if you go into to check on like a close up of one of the- was it. Is it in five that we get Han Solo like, as Yeah, as? yes. Because in uh, he's also credited as Han Lu. So Han Solo, amazing name, is like his because <laughs> cre- it's
1: it spelled like the con- the the city of Korea, Seoul, Seoul
0: dash oh <laughs> So that that's like his like criminal name, problem.
1: And we have um,
0: Bow Wow as Twinky.
1: God. But, and they just keep calling him Twink the entire time.
0: Apparently completely unaware of the um, other definitions for the word Twink Brian T as the bad guy Takeshi aka the Drift King or DK DK. His right hand man Leonard Nam who plays Morimoto and Sonny Chiba as Uncle Kamada the, the Yakuza leader Oh man. This movie
1: is is really stupid. <laughs> But it's fun
0: because even even though Tokyo Drift wasn't like well liked in its time, but it, it, it sort of found its appreciation because people were like enjoyed Justin Lin's directing, and of course, Sun Kang as Han became like a, a huge. One. It's like one of the like the unanimous positive things that people have said about the film they really enjoyed his character
1: yeah and, and of course the fucking soundtrack bops
0: yeah like the the fast and furious Tokyo Drift song as it's, it's a self-titled song it's still a banger even after all these years and,
1: and like a lot of the other songs on the soundtrack fucking slap I mean I have it on my Spotify for a reason
0: yeah when, when I was making my notes for, for the t- Tokyo Drift version I was playing that song <laughs> on loop <laughs>
1: Dun, 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 dun.
0: And just get, just have like a complete revitalization from TikTok alone. Oh yeah, but yeah, let's 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 get it going because he opened up in uh, sensibly Alabama.
1: Or no, 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 no. The characters the, from Alabama. I don't know where the story yeah yeah. Is
0: we're at. gonna say California. Or somewhere, because uh, Sean, the lead character, the most convincing high school student that's ever been put to cinema. Cough, cough,
1: sarcasm, cough,
0: cough. Because, like, in the movie, he's ostensibly 18, but he looks like he's 26, minimum.
1: Oh, I was going to say, like, 40,
0: but. <laughs> and the thing is, like, Sean Black, I mean, excuse me, Lucas Black wasn't that old when he made He was, like, 22. but Yeah, he yeah, he
1: was in his early 20s, but. He, he's just, like Bruce Willis in the sense, that he's always looked forty-four.
0: Yeah, he just he just has like old, like middle-aged man face.
1: Yeah, and he's just fucking hairy as shit.
0: Yeah, because like there's there's a point later on in the film where he's like, I gotta sneak into the bathhouse to to get something for uh for plot relevance, and he just has like full chest bush, and he's supposed to be like a teenager, but. He, he, he's a little bit of a loner, and in just like rabble in high school, where like the where the the cock of the walk, hot kid on the block is uh, the fucking kid from Home Improvement. <laughs> yeah, like like the oldest kid from Home Improvement, uh, Zachary Ty. Is it Ty? Is, you, you know, you know who he is. Uh,
1: yeah, that sounds right.
0: It's like and plus, I'm not convinced that he's not the bastard son of Chris Jericho from somewhere down the line. <laughs> yeah, I see it. And so, like, he, he gets into a guff. And it's like, oh, yeah, my, you know, you fucked up my car. Or I can drive faster than you, punk. And they have, like, this big street lace and this Shangri-La subdivision.
1: Yeah, yeah, where, like, this construction side of the subdivision. And, and, and like, just, like, the lead-up to this this race is kind of stupid. Like, just, like, it kind of, it doesn't make sense. Because the old fucking home improvement kid is just. I don't know. He's being a fucking Chad and trying, or he's trying to be a Chad, but he's not a Chad. And like throws a baseball through his fucking thing through the, uh, Lucas's black. Fuck, What's it, Sean? God, I can't fucking talk. Uh, throws baseball through his window, and then it's like, oh, you fucked up my car, my guy. And, and then for so, and then like fucking Zachary Ty Ryan or whatever the fuck his name is. His girlfriend is like, whoever wins gets me, and it's like, because
0: mm. like she was cutting eyes at Sean when he was walking through the metal detector at school.
1: Yeah, but then like she's just, like very flippant, like on and off with both of them, and it's like, wow, well, I can tell this was written by a man. Mm. It,
0: it, it was just like, and also another thing that was just weird and uncomfortable is like them busting the. Uh, Native American pinata at the pep rally. Oh yeah, that, that, that uh, that's a, that was very yikesy. <laughs> that's what we call
1: not a good look.
0: <laughs> and so, like anyway, they go back to we're back at the uh, the subdivision, and they're just like bracing, and everybody's like,
1: mean like two fucking Bawa ba ba by fucking Kid Rock on loop because the scene goes on for like ten minutes, and I know that song is not ten fucking minutes. <laughs>
0: And, and, and plus, with a lot of Fast and the Furious films, they just blow through licensed songs in this movie.
1: Oh my god, there's there's one, I, I think it might be in Tokyo Drift, where they run through, like, five songs in,
0: like, a span of, like, 30 seconds. Because, like, every time they walk into a room at a party, another licensed song starts playing. Yeah. So, like, uh, these kids are being, like, hood rats, and they're just, like, running through and, like, this construction site, and Sean is literally blowing through semi built houses to like cut ahead to get ahead of uh, uh Zachary Ty Ryan. And then he's like, Oh, f- hell no, you're not getting my girl, And he starts like trying to ramrod the car. And then the- they just they end up fucking up. Uh, the kid, uh, football kid hits a fucking like concrete pipe, bisects his car, and Sean's car flips like 18 dozen times in the most. Uh, Gnarly car crash, and he's just like, "Well, shit."
1: Yeah, like, like the fucking car is demolished, and he just has like a little bit of blood just coming down his forehead. It's like, son, you should have died. <laughs> but like every every role, you should have died.
0: But if we if we if we learn anything from Fast and Furious to come, death is relative. Relative, very much so. <laughs> It's like, uh, I would say Kingdom Hearts death is more sticky than this series.
1: I mean, you're not wrong. But granted, we don't come to this series for fucking realism, let's be honest.
0: But then uh, everybody's holed up at the police station to their, their ass got in trouble for destroying a, all these cars and subdivisions, and then, like, Sean's mom comes in, and then it's implied that she has sex with the cops in order to get him off his like arrest things
1: like the whole like logistics of this basically the plot to get him to tokyo makes no goddamn sense because apparently he he's on his last leg he's fucked up too many times and, and and the cop lets him know that. He's like, son, you poor as shit. You can't buy your way out of this. But then his mom, I guess, gives fucking officer a blowy. And then, and then there's like, okay, you won't go to jail unless you leave the country, which I've never heard anything like that happening, in IRL. But like I've said before, we don't come to this series for realism. <laughs> we come here for the bullshit.
0: <laughs> because like... He, he hops on a plane to go to Japan where his Navy dad has been staying the whole time, apparently. Yeah, and it seems like the movie
1: can't decide on whether the dad's, like, a deadbeat or, like, legit. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because, c- like, like, the way he's introduced it's sort of like a deadbeat dad sort of thing. But then as the movie goes on, he's more of, like... The stern, strict military dad.
0: It's like, because I'm in the military, I don't know how to express my feeling toward my son and be a proper parent. I guess?
1: I guess. I mean, you can say inconsistency of character. You can also say character growth. Who knows?
0: <laughs> it's just vague enough that it could be both. Por
1: no los dos?
0: So uh, he, he gets set up in a closet and he goes to Japanese school, which he's late for his first day. Oh, yeah.
1: And, and, you know, he doesn't speak the language and, you know, shit ensues. Then um, they meet fucking, he then meets, what's his face? Bow-wow. Twink. God, I can't get over that. Meets Twink at lunch with, like, another joke that does not age well at all, where where he says, uh, what was it? Oh, the food here is, like, the military. Don't ask, don't
0: tell. And it's like, oof. Also, was was Sean sent to, like, the bougie Japanese high school? Because, like, they're eating, like, some high-end shit.
1: I don't know. Like, and the school he went to in America was, like, pretty upscale as well. Yeah. So, I'm like... God, is this what these writers think school is like?
0: Because, I, I mean, I'm I, of course there are bougie schools, but like... I,
1: I mean, that's not, at least in America, that's not the average.
0: No, that's, that's some kind of like... Private school, like
1: I mean, granted we we live in the middle of fucking Alabama, but even like the
0: the nicest schools here are
1: nowhere near as nice.
0: Are just okay. And speaking of Alabama experiences, let's let's just address something right off the bat here. Homeboy has the worst Alabama accent I've ever heard, And, and
1: I mean, and it's not that he's a terrible actor; he's just a plank of wood.
0: Yeah, like he's just kind of there. Yeah, and like
1: it's almost like the movie isn't really about like he's he's like because it's a fish out of water story basically. Yeah, you know he's coming to this strange land, you know, learning these strange customs and everything. Has to learn a new type of racing. So like it like his character in a lot of ways gets kind of put on the back burner.
0: It, it, it almost feels like his character is is just like a plot device. In order, in order to for the plot to happen, they just need somebody like this, like blank CG model maquette to just fill that spot of a, a protagonist because they <laughs> yeah. didn't have anybody else. But it is funny because Paul Walker was originally considered for this role, but then they they didn't ask him to come back because they felt he was too old for what the story needed. Which, I mean, yeah, but, like, also, this guy looks like he's 45. Like, he he legit looks older
1: than Paul Walker would have.
0: Yeah, but older than Paul Walker did in Too Fast, Two Fierce, which is three years before that. Yeah. So, explain how that works. Yeah, which, like,
1: and this sort of just ties into Sean's character, but, like, the main parts of this movie are just bland and don't really work, like, Sean, the love interest, I totally forgot her name, because she's just that, you know, unimpressionable. And and kind of the main plot is just there, but it's just sort of the weird eccentric accessory bullshit. It's it's
0: like the fringes of the movie is where it really shines.
1: And part of me wishes, like, that was more of the focus. Like, because, you know, we got Han, who... We'll, we'll get to later, but I mean, he, he's just, I don't think he could work as the protagonist because he's more of the cool so, like side mentor character. Yeah,
0: because uh, yeah, he's very much, if we're going with the Star Wars analogy, he's his Obi-Han. <laughs> Pat. <laughs> okay, Pat, we need to talk.
1: <laughs> I've talked with the boys, and I hate to tell you. <laughs> but this is a coup. A
0: coup.
1: You are done.
0: <laughs> and uh, and also just going back a beat to, to to Alabama. You know who we almost could have had as Sean uh, Channing Tatum, an actual I, 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 Alabama boy. Oh
1: yeah, old oh boy, he's from what? Aniana or somewhere? Yeah. Hell yeah. Like
0: he he like he actually auditioned, but he felt he, his nerves were so bad that he was blowing it, so he just sort of stopped and walked out. Oh. That's sad. But he was really excited because he wanted to learn to to drift. He wanted to go to Japan and like learn all this different stuff. And he just felt like he wasn't giving his best during that audition. So he had, so he just sort of like, okay, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not fit for this. And- so he, he sort of just regrettably let it go. But, but damn, we could have had Channing Tatum in this movie. And, and I mean.
1: I know, like, a lot of people give Channing Tatum shit, but especially for, like, a big, like, movie star actor, I mean, he's not bad.
0: And, plus, like, he seems to be a pretty gregarious guy, and, and, like, he has, like, he definitely has more of, like, a presence and, like, a personality. Yeah, yeah, because that's the problem with Lucas Black. Like, I'm not trying to shit on the guy's character at all, but, like, he's just kind of a plank of wood. Plus, we don't know, like... I feel like it's not really like the movie gave him much in the way of, like, yeah, an like, interesting art.
1: And the thing is, is, like, when the movie tries to give him stuff to do, it's, it's when it kind of, when you really feel the jank. Yeah. Because, like, when he has more than two lines at a time, it's like, oh, boy, honey. Baby boy, you, you you just need to stop. Please stop talking. It's just please. a vi- it, The accent's just like
0: super fake and forced. And just like a very just... I shouldn't have said that. It's just... It's, it's like what you expect a bad southern accent to
1: be. Yeah, I mean, it, it's Fast and Furious. I mean, a series that was almost called Race Wars.
0: God, that's... I will never be able to un- learn that information. There was a very real possibility that this fucking series could have been called Race Wars Tokyo Drifted at a certain point. Race Wars
1: 3 Tokyo. Like, that is such an absurd fucking title. And
0: the fact that they still use Race Wars in the first fucking movie. uh, It's like,
1: like, oh, it's too insensitive to put on the marquee, but it's not insensitive enough to take out of the movie completely alright sure and
0: plus I caught a lot of bullshit on (coughs) Rob Cohen the original Fast and Furious director because he was talking mad shit about Tokyo Drift oh like he has any room to fucking talk Mr. Hurricane Heist like no no, for real a quote I have from him about Tokyo Drift was if you were to just watch Tokyo Drift you'd say I never want to see anything Fast and Furious again um mr cohen i hate to tell you this but you canceled you canceled <laughs> maybe there's a reason why uh you only directed one movie and justin lynn's got like what oh all the credits for this fucking franchise basically yeah the one that you started but he fucking picked up and ran the ball to the end zone for real but anyhow
1: i, I mean and if you want to shit on a justin lynn directed fast and furious it
0: This ain't it, Chief. Yeah, this is. This (laughs) spoiler
1: alert. We'll get to that one.
0: (laughs) Um, I'm still pissed. But anyhow, uh, Sean meets up with Bow Wow, and he goes to the fucking car heliport elevator. Yeah, like getting back to what you were saying about like this
1: being like a fucking bougie school. It's like where, like even in Japan, like what the fuck is this shit? Like. It's like this rotating elevator where, like, how do you even park cars in that thing? I guess it just rotates.
0: To I guess the like spot. it's just like it's like it's stable enough for you to pull your car in and out of it, and then it like works like this fucking like gumball machine. You Just punch your number and it brings it down like a snack, like a snack machine. But yeah. the biggest thing is like, how do high school kids get access to like not only just car but like highly customized cars?
1: Yeah, that, that's why, like, when they, they were talking about, like, Paul Walker being too old for the role, it's like, well, maybe maybe it's not the story, that, or it's, maybe it's not Paul Walker who's at fault. Maybe it's, we don't need to set this in fucking high school.
0: Yeah, because, like, it, it would feel, I mean, of course, we're not in this game for realism, but, like, there there's still some stuff that strains credulity, because, like, I'm not going to question if... Vin Diesel outruns a fireball, but I am going to question wh- wh- how is a high school kid who hustles, like, advanced sneakers gets, like, and a iPods. fucking incredible
1: Hulk car? Oh, oh yeah. We, we need to get to what the, because, like, up to this point, like, uh Twink has been hyping this fucking car. It is like, oh, my God. Let me show you what I got. And, and then, you know, it's this long build-up of going through the little gumball machine elevator car thing. And, and it's literally just, like, Dollar Tree,
0: <laughs> Incredible Hulk, Pimp My Ride minivan. I mean, it literally has, like, his feet and his hands kind of, like, those, like, a punching through the metal. It has, like, a little flop of hair on the front of it.
1: Like, like I was half expecting Exhibit to
0: jump out of the driver's seat. It's like...
1: Hey, man, I heard you like Incredible Hulk on your car. Well, here you go.
0: And just like, okay, I guess there's no accounting for taste.
1: No. And I mean, granted, this like like we keep saying, this movie is garish as fuck. But like, I, and it sounds like we're like, we fucking hate this movie. But like, I guess to sort of get to the things we like, we kind of have to,
0: to... To get through like the more like, like you say, janky parts. But like, we're, we're not mad at the Incredible Hulk. Or we're just like... Just flummets at the audacity of this car as exists. And for all we know, it can still be out there. It's like a vehicular Bigfoot and not the monster truck. Oh my God. I think we, I found our next road trip. We find the incredible <laughs> Hulk, car. Hulk car from
1: Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift.
0: So uh, Twink takes Sean up to the, the Drift Club where all the hoodlums bring their, like, whips and their hoons to, 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 like, to drift. And also, another thing, the, out of the, the three people that Sean B. friends, within 24 hours of coming J- to Japan, they all, almost all of them give them just the exclusive right to drive their car?
1: Oh, yeah! It, it's like, I can count the number of times on my hand I've let someone who's not my family drive my truck.
0: Like, literally, I, can, I know of two times I've let close friends drive my car and like the over 10 years that I've been driving and had my car like
1: yeah, yeah and like I like I know at least one of them was my partner at the time so yeah. it's like what just like
0: person you barely know is like here drive my multi thousand car yeah and,
1: and they'll just like throw this kid fucking keys he doesn't even know how to drift and, and they, you know of course like Han is just like trying to do some like Jedi training shit and he's like I want to see how he does
0: yeah, because like this kid's an empty vessel, so I can mold him to whatever I need him to be. Yeah, just like the plot. And so like he and so he's like checking this out, and he he meets uh, his his uh, his boo thing. Um, I got uh, uh, a <laughs> uh, not Selena Gomez.
1: Yeah, she's like knockoff Selena Gomez. Uh,
0: Nat, uh, Nila, as she's called, because she's also a fellow um, army brat, military child, a fellow Gaijin. and then also homeboy. Also, within 24 hours moving to uh pisses off the Yakuza. Guys, this, this boy just has a fucking special talent of just
1: like being just like a magnet to trouble.
0: A, a magnet of trouble and somehow the most important person in the world. Wait, are are, are we saying he's a Gary Stew? I'm not saying anything at all. Maybe, maybe the kid is just so blank that you yourself can imagine being transported to Japan and just living out <laughs> just. He, he's literally Link. He is a blank
1: avatar for the viewer to project themselves
0: onto. And he doesn't say more, more than just like screams and yelps and really bad Alabama dialogue. But so uh, he he meets up with the yakuza a kid, pisses him off because he's in a he's in a relationship with Neela, I guess. And so like we're gonna have ourselves a drift off. And then Homeboy hits every fucking corner on the way up to the top of the parking garage. Yeah, it's just like, it's like fucking Karate Kid gets
1: his ass beat. And then you have to have Mr. Miyagi come in and just be like, all right, wax on, wax off. Let's show you how to do this.
0: Wait, oh, I forgot. What was the name of the car that he crashed? It was- the Mona Lisa. Hey, who painted the Mona Lisa? Da Vinci. Da Vinci?
1: That's a TikTok
0: meme. Oh,
1: never mind. Anyhow. Wow, that fell <laughs>
0: <laughs> If If you know the Vinky bros, let me know where you're at.
1: God damn. <laughs> and, like, I have TikTok, but I've never seen that
0: one. I mean, we have to incorporate TikTok, I mean, because we're talking about the most famous TikTok song.
1: Du, 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 na, na, na. Which, like, honestly, I think, like, all my praise is just that one song. Like like that like that song is just so good it makes the movie better and it's only in this movie like twice. Yeah, is it,
0: it, that the initial drift off and then the drift off at the end.
1: Yeah, and, and and you know of course the lead up to the drift off we have to have the Justin Lin tour staple the lesbian makeout in Wh- the background.
0: But which we'll get into in the next film. Why is there always these curious lesbian makeouts? Because. We have a, an AYDH patented theory about why this keeps happening. Are are you saying we have a game theory? (laughs) Yeah, it's a game theory. (laughs) Fucking hell. Oh God. And so Han Han is like, yo, I got to teach this like stick of mud how to drive a car wicked
1: fast. Yeah. And and then, and then, and after this point, the plot just kind of stops. For a while, just for, like, these little random bits. Uh, And they're not, like, random. I mean, they they move the story along, sort of. But it's more of just these little... They're not even, like, episodic vignettes. It's just, like, scenes that lead to one another. But there's not, like,
0: a plot yet. Yeah. Other than just
1: a homeboy has
0: to learn how to drift. Because, like, Han takes him under his wing. He he goes to, like... Because Han's, like... Obviously, a cool guy, but he has his fingers in like some shady shit. Like he's somehow able to get all these cars and then like maintain this sort of lifestyle. He, like he makes his crew. We're gonna teach you how to drift. I he, he ends up bumping in every car, every corner to figure out how to drift. He, they're, they're drifting in a fish yard, and there's like the old men in the movie that were fishing. They were, they Weren- were from.
1: Were they like actually? Tokyo Drifters.
0: Yeah, they, they were like I think they're involved. in... Oh God, what's that drifting anime? Oh, I have no God idea. God damn, it. It, 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 that in itself is a meme. Shit. Anyhow, so the, the, he's just trying to do. He's doing this whole like montage where he's like, again, again, learn how to drift again. Like literally the wax on, wax off saying. And then also we're. Treated to like Nila waxing poetic about you know I was so alone in Japan until I found the, the Drift Kids Club and we used to t- take our cars up here at night and just drift and we just filled the, the world at our feet or some shit.
1: Yeah, and
0: it's the most substantial dialogue she gets in the whole film, really.
1: Yeah, because she she like we we joke that the main character is a plot device, but she is like no joke a plot device.
0: I guess it's why they're perfect for each other, because they're both completely vacant. <laughs> they're, they're just
1: vacant of all humanity. And it's like planks of wood just smacking against each other.
0: And we we learn a bit more about Han, that he's like, he, he knows DK, he knows the Drift King, and just like, because uh, DK, he's not Yakuza, he's Yakuza adjacent, because his uncle Kamada is Sunichiba who's the head of the Yakuza in this area, and so he it uses the threat of his gangster uncle to sort of have fake clout.
1: Like he, he's literally the fucking frat bro who hey, you like, you might push at a bar because he's like being an asshole.
0: He's like, you know, and, who, and you know
1: who my father is? And then he'll like fucking try to fucking sue
0: you. Okay. But, but, but let's think who has, whose relative has more clout? Sonny Chiba, Yakuza uncle or Zachary Ty Ryan's father, Tim, the tool Man, Taylor. You know, that's a clash of the century.
1: I'd never even thought about
0: it. I mean, they did say uh the football players that he won't go to jail because his parents are too well connected. When your dad's the head of a Vroom, vroom <laughs> of a very Republican sitcom God. God, how is it that every fucking parent in the South watches Last Man Standing? Is it that can't be just my parents, can it? <sighs> like I don't know anyone personally who
1: watch is that show even on I know it was like threading threatened to get, it was like it got canceled and then tim allen threw a bitch fit and he's like it's because i'm a republican and it's like no i think no it's just called your show sucks tim
0: yeah i, th- I think i think cmt t- picked it up or it's just syndicated but i swear that's like half <laughs> or like tv land
1: or some some
0: boomer channel <laughs> i swear that's like half of what my parents watch god love them but just like i b- I bought you guys hulu and you don't fucking watch it other than fucking blue Blade, Sorry. You have all this choice. <laughs> and you watch two things. God damn it. Anyhow, what was he talking about? Tokyo Drip. <laughs> um and Han and Han he's actually kind of working on the side piece with the Yakuza, he's there, It's like there's like some drug money going on in there. Yeah,
1: or something it's kind of vague what how Han is connected to all this. You, you know, outside of like plot functionality. But uh, and he mentions at one point at this like fucking soccer field on top of a building and I guess Shibuya just he, he's like th- he's like this is my Mexico blah blah blah. Uh, you, you know he, he sort of had his adventures but this is sort of his retirement.
0: Yeah because I did think it was kind of I get I don't know if interesting to write where, but like I just felt like I really noticed it this second time around it's like Han's like Strangely detached worldview.
1: Yeah, and that probably will lead into so- things that will happen in later movies.
0: Because I feel like because I haven't we ha- we haven't seen past five, but I need to know a certain few details, and there are s-
1: and, and, and he's a little different, like in four. Yeah, like he he's not as sort of just devil may care.
0: I cause I think there's some stuff they conveniently ha- make retroactively believable. Through his sort of demeanor in three, because obviously they didn't plan all this bullshit out. Oh
1: no, no, no! no. They're right. They're they're making this shit up as they go along.
0: Yeah, it just so happens they're able to like work the shit back into what was already written. Mm -hmm. But it but it is sort of like he has a very cavalier attitude about the world, and sort of like he doesn't really care about making money or like getting all these cars or winning. Just sort of like he kind of.
1: Well, I mean, it's not necessarily like a nihilism, but it's. I mean, he's kind of done it all and seen it all. I mean, he's he's accomplished his goal.
0: So he's he's sort of just like he's he's just in cruise control right now. He's just sort of enjoying the ride, enjoying the scenery.
1: Yeah, I mean, he he's reaping the fruits of his labor.
0: And uh, at this point, which is like Sean has completed his uh, drifting montage, he beat uh, the Yakuza kids' like right hand man and the the, the parking lot drift where he lost the first time. Oh yeah. Which leads to like a scuffle in the schoolyard between Twink and uh,
1: that kid, and the the right hand man over like an
0: iPod or something. The, the, the details don't matter, and so it just sort of escalates to like the feud between Yakuza kid and Sean, and also sort of it it shows up this rift between Han that he's apparently stealing money from the Yakuza as the Uncle Kamada Sonichiba breaks the news to uh DK.
1: Yeah, he's like it's like,
0: You're too stupid to
1: see what Han's doing underneath your nose.
0: So we need to take care of this son. And, and,
1: and, and so this is where the plot kinda of picks back up again. Where uh there's this long extended chase sequence that starts with a fight in Han's garage and then uh probably I would say at least from like an excitement level, like the best part of the movie.
0: Because this is where Han and Neil are in one car, and you mean uh, Sean and Neil are in yeah. car, and Han is in another. While DK and his right man hand is like they're chasing through like the streets of Tokyo. But it's also it's sort of funny to think that they chose Japan of all places for a car, maybe like the most impractical place to own a car.
1: Exactly, and, and and it's just like congested with people. But of course, you know they do fucking drift through Shibuya. Shibu- yeah crossing um which culminates in you know they think they got away and then han just gets fucking heat shit
0: he gets gets they're able to drift away from the bad guy but he gets blindsided by another car and his car flips over you see all the nitrous leaking out and the car's on fire and you see like one last look at han for the car blows up boom And you just see, like, DK just, like, sort of sneer and drive off, and everybody's just like, oh no, Han, you're the best thing in the movie, how do we go on?
1: It's sort of like the, uh, escape from the Death Star in Star Wars. No! (laughs) As Darth Vader kills Obi-Wan.
0: Obi-Han. Obi-Han.
1: Anyway. So, and and then from here, like, the movie just, it plods along. Like, I mean, it sort of... It sets
0: into motion what happens because Yeah. DK falls him back to to Sean's dad house and it's like, I'm taking my girl back and then Papa's <laughs> like, Bitch, you thought he pulls out his navy glock on his ass. God, he
1: fucking pulls like a Clint Eastwood in
0: Grand Torino. Get the fuck off my lawn. <laughs> so Neela's like I'll I'll sacrifice myself and I'll go back to these this this relationship.
1: I guess Some,
0: somehow she's connected with him, but we don't ever know why or how she just I, is
1: I, I, like I, in one of her like like monologues when she's talking about her life. It was like his family took her family in when, you know, her mom was like on the streets or something like that. Something.
0: It's not really that important.
1: Yeah. I mean, we're not here for the plot.
0: It's but- like a porno. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's all style. And with occasional substance. A little bit. So Sean's like, I need to get the bitch in this ass car in Japan, and I'm going to race old DK for reasons. So, like, he gets Han's gang back together. None of them are really given a a point to speak. They're just there. So what they do, they take the car that Han's... Which you mean Sean's dad was working on.
1: Yeah, it's like this American muscle car. And they
0: put a Japanese engine in it.
1: Oh shit. It's like
0: it's like symbolism, man. And it's like east beats west. <laughs> so, Riding! So like they get the car all souped up, he goes for the drift, but he also goes to meet. Uncle Chiba personally, it's like, hey, we're going to hash this beef out, like, men in the the mountains of Japan. Like, fucking Death Mountain over here. (laughs) Dead Man's Curve. Yeah, where
1: everyone just has, like, simultaneous streaming, phone streaming on their, like, Nokia flip phones. Yeah, from,
0: like, these 2006 flip phones have, like, were the first instance of live stream. Yeah, while, like as this
1: movie is retroactively taking place like around 2013, so there's like eight layers of weird meta on top of all this. That
0: is like, okay. Because at a certain point in the past, you just have to smile and nod. Because that's...
1: Like, like this movie, I, I and you know, this is a subjective thing, but it, it toes the line. Lo- it gets like right up to the precipice of my suspension of disbelief. But then right as it gets to the edge, kind of backs off.
0: So It's like, like we said, we like enjoyed this movie. It's just like, there's a lot of really silly stuff that we just can't not comment on. Oh yeah. And so Sean and DK have their big, you know, tussle in the mountains where they just zip down through all these like hairpin turns. And, and, you know, Sean's able to out the drift King and becomes the new DK. And so Sean and G- he t- takes his prize, the, the car, and like not being killed by the yakuza. And I'm just like I just I just like the fact that Sonny Chiba is like you know I'm the leader of this giant organized crime ring, and I'm just sort of just gonna like respect the word of this Fuck, teenager, this fucking American kid. You know what? Because <laughs> as Japanese people were honorable like that, we just take people at their word. All right. So they have another big ass party at the at the parking deck, and then John, there's like, hey, hey man, there's a guy here. He knew he knew Han, <laughs> and he's like,
1: he wants to race you. And then you know, Sean's like, nah man, I'm not feeling it. Yo, he said, Han is family. Family. <laughs> he said the f word. He said
0: the f word. Holy shit! It's Vin fucking Diesel. He's back, baby. And he's, he's ready to have a. Uh, a drift off with the real drift game. Because he's traveling the world. Testing out his stuff. And what was crazy about Vin Diesel's cameo. In this At the end of this movie. Is that one it's uncredited. And two the reason why it's there. Is because. Uh, the original ending of the film. Kind of fell flat for test audiences. So he's like. Okay we need to put Vin Diesel in there. To sort of reel them back. But what the craziest thing is. Is that Vin Diesel wasn't paid for this role. So, but what they did, instead of giving him money for his t- five minutes at the film, they gave him the rights to the Chronicle of Riddick film and character. That was his oh, payment oh, for yeah. being in this movie. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there there was like a lot of fucking, he he was fighting the fucking studio for all
0: that shit. Because that, uh, that was
1: also universal as well, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So he's just like, hey, if you be in this movie for five minutes, we will just give you this franchise. And he's like, all right, sweet. And so like they have this big sort of steering contest across the way and they and he's like or no he's like this ain't a 10-second race. Hey
1: man, I got all the time or some bullshit. Whoa. And then, you know, it goes, it has the CG car part credits and that
0: that's that's Tokyo Drift. And just something cool stuff I learned about the, the production about the movie is that They brought in Justin Lin because they they really appreciated his work on the film Better Luck Tomorrow, which we might cover later. We may get into it at a certain point in the future. And they, they, and uh, they thought he was he'd bring a lot of like enthusiasm, energy to the film. And plus Justin Lin himself was, was a big fan of the original. But uh, what just like a funny production story is that because Japan has notoriously strict Filming restrictions. They didn't get the proper permits to film in a lot of places like Shibuya. So they just went filming without any permission.
1: They fucking running and gunning. So they
0: just went in with with like, we're just going to fuck it and just do it live. <laughs> and so like one day when they're filming, uh, the cops showed up. And Justin Lynn said the cops were very polite. It took them about 10 minutes to work up to the fact that they were in trouble with the law. But what the thing is, while... while Lynn was talking to the cops about it was like yeah okay we're not really supposed to be here blah 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 what he didn't know is that the studio had hired a fall guy who, who went up to the cops to say it's like yeah i'm the real director and then he went to jail in place of justin Lynn, so they could keep filming <laughs> what the fuck and justin Lynn didn't know oh
1: shit oh man it's like fucking Hell caesar uh what's his name uh jonah hill's character where he's just like The professional
0: fall guy. And what's crazy, like, side tangent for that story? Do you know the story behind Jonah Hill's character in Hail Caesar? How they talk about the bit of, like, oh, he went to jail for an actor that hit someone with a car?
1: Oh, no, I don't know the backstory
0: behind that. The real-life story behind that bit is that Clark Gable killed a guy in a drunken accident while driving, and the studio hired a guy to take his place in jail.
1: Jesus fucking Christ. Like, I'm not surprised.
0: Yeah, because Clark Gable, a very famous actor in Golden age of Hollywood, also a notorious drunk, and also he had a child out of wedlock. To the day he died, he never accepted her. Wow, that guy sounds like a real fucking douche. Yeah. So, uh, old Hollywood actors, ain't they a bitch? Yep. And just some other stuff, like, apparently a early draft of Too Fast and Too Furious was set in Japan. Okay,
1: recycling ideas. Well, speaking
0: of recycling ideas, um, Chris Morgan, one of his early drafts for the film centered around Dom returning to the franchise, learning how to drift, and also trying to solve a murder. Maybe that will come back. (laughs) We might be able to circle back to that. Maybe we'll circle back to that. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, just one last thing before we move on to the next film is that I want to take a bit to talk about The Japanese names for the Fast and Furious films. Oh, God. Yeah. You were telling me
1: about, telling me they were fucking crazy before the show.
0: Yes. So, on the Fast and Furious films in Japan are are known as the Wild Speed movies. So, Fast and Furious 1 is called Wild Speed. Too Fast, Too Furious is called Wild Speed times 2. Okay. And Tokyo Drift is Wild Speed times 3, Tokyo Drift.
1: Wild speed, all right. The uh,
0: Fast and Furious is called Wild Speed Max, all caps. Fast Five is Wild Speed Mega Max, all caps. <laughs> this
1: is what, like, if I was in charge of naming movies, this is what I would do. It's
0: like shit, big shit, <laughs> goddamn omega level bitch shit. <laughs> Fast and Furious Six is called Wild Speed Euro Mission. Okay. Furious 7 is Wild Speed Sky Mission. Oh, okay. Fate of the Furious is Wild Speed (laughs) Icebreak. And Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and and Saw, excuse me, is called Wild Speed Super Combo. God, these movies are like fucking uh, re
1: releases of Street Fighter games. (laughs) They're just like.
0: Street Fighter 4. Street Fighter 4 Max. Street Fighter 4 Max Ultra Edition. Street Fighter Supercharged Turbo Alpha Beta Male. <laughs> beta! Also, I just hope they 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 sold combos like the pretzel with the cheese in the middle at the Japanese. Oh, th-
1: if not, that was a missed opportunity. If they even have those
0: there. Yeah, like the the high import snack of... <laughs> Fucking combos. i I'm, 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 Well, I'm sure there's like... Whatever the the uh, opposite version of a Weeboo is, like the, a like westaboo, a west like uh, where the Ameraboo, uh, Ameraboo, Jap- like a Japanese person who's obsessed with American culture, they just they go to their little corner store instead of buying pocky, they buy combos.
1: Hell yeah! <laughs> I mean, I ate some, I ate the shit out of some fucking combos now.
0: Uh, combos are good shit. So that's kind of the heads and tails of Tokyo Drift. So, what, before we move on, what are sort of like our last wrapping up impressions of Tokyo Drift? Uh,
1: as far as like the first, like the first trilogy, you know, this is my favorite. For like, I say it's my favorite, but there's a lot of weird bullshit in the first two movies that are just so fucking fun. Yeah, I mean, and it's one of those things you can tell they were kind of struggling to get some sort of identity out of this franchise and probably even didn't know if it was going to continue because wasn't this the uh
0: least selling
1: well box office wise because
0: this because um this was a, a a flop at the box it almost killed the franchise because uh it, it was made for 85 million and only made 62 and a half million domestically uh, but due to uh, strong international sales and dvd sales which kind of bumped the worldwide gross to 158 and a half It gave the studios enough of an incentive to at least try again. Yeah. But this was it, it was a, it, the franchise was on like trepidatious waters after this film. Yeah, I mean, it, now after this, I mean, it was basically on life support. It, which is like it's it, to me uh, the first three is probably my second favorite because, because like obviously. <laughs> 2 is objectively not a good movie, but it's I, fun I will, as shit.
1: I will say it's objectively the worst, but it's not my least favorite out of the ones we've seen.
0: Yes, because, like, there, there's so much silly, goofy bullshit in 2 that, like, kind of makes up for it. It's like, like it's got enough memes for days. And, like, Tokyo Drift is obviously, to this point, uh, the most technically proficient. Like, it looks good, it has a good soundtrack, and, like, it's just... It's obviously a more well put together film.
1: Yeah, it just. Now that I say that, I think I like the first one probably better. Because at least the first one had characters. Like, it, they're not like, well, like, you
0: know, realized
1: characters. But I mean, they had like. Everyone, charisma and presence. Like, everyone
0: and, felt like they, like, a, even if they were like one note, they kind of feel like they had more substance in a character than. Hardly anybody in movies, or say for like, Han. Or,
1: yeah, or they d- had like some sort of charisma that carried them in the lack of substance. But yeah, outside of Han, there's like none of the characters really stand out, and I th- that's probably the reason why he Han is the hold- only holdover for the most part from this film.
0: It it, it is sort of funny to think until the fourth movie, th- this franchise feels almost anthological.
1: Yeah, because, and and, I mean, part of that is just just each movie is different in its, you know, creative team, because, I mean, different directors each time bringing their own flair and their own style and investment to the project, but yeah, it's not until really, I would probably argue 5 that it actually has a sense of identity.
0: Yeah, because I was, I definitely feel like 5 is when they really hit their stride. Because like they they take everything they learned from the first four, and then they really sort of like coalesce that into like just like this awesome crystal of what the franchise is and would carry on to be. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. We will get to Fast Five in time. God, can we talk about it? Can we skip fucking forward? Well, we I- have to get to the, we have we can't uh... skip ahead of the road. We have to talk about Fast and Furious which debuted in, in theaters April 3rd, 2009, also directed by Justin Lin, which sees the return of the core cast from the first Fast and Furious. We had Vin Diesel as Dom Dredo, Paul Walker as Brian O'Connor, Michelle Rodriguez as Letty, and then Jordan and Brewster as Mia. And we see like the core four return to the film. But what we didn't get, our first viewing of the film, was we actually, on the second go-around, we watched the short film directed by... Uh, Vin, Vin Diesel, Diesel Los Bandoleros, which sort of gives you more insight or like like more materials of like why you have these new characters or why are pulling just high. It's mostly the,
1: the the two Dominican guys because Leo and Santo. Yeah, like I mean
0: I, I don't really re- that that sounds right. Yeah, I don't I don't know even sure they really say their names even though they're only in the movie for ten minutes. Like they say their
1: name. I know they say their names in the the short film.
0: Yeah, which
1: tbh should should have been in just should have been in the fucking movie
0: they, they probably could have just tapped that on unless i just felt like because
1: like it felt like a really it felt like a, a nice build up to like a first act climax type thing like, yeah you know with the big chase sequence instead of the chase sequence being the i i i don't know i don't know what would work i i will say the first time watching this movie i was like all right you know it's it's there. Like, I don't hate it. But, God, just trying to sit through it this, la- this second
0: time, it was a fucking slog. It's like, this, when we watch it for the show, this is technically my third time. I remember the very first time I watched it with my sister years ago. I felt, like, super ambivalent. The first time we watched it earlier in the year, I felt more positively about it. And this third time, I'm somehow in the middle. Like, I don't dislike it. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm not as like indifferent to it, but like it, I really feel like it's sort of. I feel like this is my final sort of in- impression of the movies. Like it's not a bad film in any way. It's just oh, like no, yeah, it's yeah. just like it doesn't really have the same sort of feeling or character because this is essentially a soft reboot of the franchise at this point. That's why they brought these old characters back, and that's why they're sort of revisiting sort of like old dynamics. And- I mean, literally. I mean, it's it's so. Th- Large of a reboot, they essentially redo the plot of the second movie because you have a cop and an ex-con trying to infiltrate a drug ring by being street racers, which is what they did in the second film. Yeah, but it's nowhere near as fun because it's, because I guess to sort of counteract the failings of the third film is that it's a much more somber movie. Yeah, it's definitely
1: the movie that tries to take itself way too seriously, and that to me hamstrings the movie because i, I mean like while like I, i'm just sort of invested in this movie by proxy this this franchise by proxy like that's not the reason i come to this it's for the weird wacky fucking bullshit and and, and outside of like a few things here or there this movie while like on a technical level is far and beyond better than the
0: previous films
1: yeah because like i mean there's like a coherent plot like in things like that but like it's just like like i said it just takes itself way too seriously but it still has like a couple moments of just weird goofy bullshit but it's but it also tries to take itself really seriously
0: with it it, it, like it like you know at the start of the film it has this giant crazy high scene where they. Trying to steal gas from this, like, somehow 10 part oil rig while going, while going 100 miles per hour down a mountain. It was like, which is like this absurd over the top, like, thing that you would expect from Fast and Furious. But then once it sort of kicks into the plot proper, it's, it's a, it's a very sort of like, not meditative, but like a, it's a it's a very like down to earth grounded story despite having some really batshit stuff happening in it.
1: Yeah, but the movie expects you to take that batshit stuff 100% seriously and it just kind of makes me roll my eyes and be like, all right, come
0: on. After this movie is where we realize, okay, what we're doing is batshit insane and we're going to play it completely as such.
1: Yeah, and, and to me, that's when the fucking series gets fucking great, is, is when it finally accepts that, oh, oh, yeah, these movies are not great, but <laughs> we're just going to crank the anime level up to fucking 11. Because, like, goddamn, you're going to have a good time, or... It L- is the fucking apex of popcorn cinema, but, like, here it's trying to be, like, I don't want to say legitimate movie, because that sounds like an insult, but...
0: Like it's it's definitely the most restrained a Fast and Furious film ever is ever going to be. Yeah, and I want this. I want to go butt fuck wild. It's like, come on, we we have You have the technology, (laughs) and and plus, like another, like we said, we talked about how Chris Morgan had the plot of like Dom coming back and solving a murder, which is sort of what this movie is so he recycled an old script from tokyo drift into its own film because <clears throat> we have after the big heist and um the dominican republic dom sort of realizes the da- like the danger because like all these big <laughs> crazy ass antics unsurprisingly draws the look of the cops so like we we got to find a way to, to figure out what we want to do from here on do we want to keep going on with this lifestyle or do we want to Find a way to settle down and escape. And so like Han's there for the for the heist and he's like he sends him on his way, time for you to do your own thing. Goink. And so he has this moment with Letty, it's like, Well, oh, what we do, this is too dangerous. It's like I'm the big man, I gotta tell my lady that it's too dangerous for her to be out here. But well, I'm gonna still keep on with my bullshit.
1: Yeah. And then, you know, <laughs> she leaves and Or then, he leaves. Or he no, yeah, yeah, that's right. He leaves her. And then, he, and and he ends up finding out through his sister
0: Mia that Letty is murdered. It's like just abruptly dead. Which at this point is kind of like fuck because Michelle Rodriguez is like a really cool action actress, and unfortunately, almost I'm not say all of her characters, but like a, a significant portion of her characters that she plays are badass women that in, inevitably end up dead, in at some point in the movie or their franchise. So like she's gonna almost feel like well, shit another movie where her cool badassness is kind of squandered yeah and, and
1: it's like it'd be one thing if this was like sort of like the the sort of darkest moment before the the rise in act 2 but you know it it's basically the inciting incident of the movie mm-hmm. where you know it leads to this fucking scene where fucking Vin Diesel Dom Toretto goes fucking full Sherlock and is like fucking Benedict Cumberbatch, like reconstructing the fucking
0: crash scene in his mind and shit. Because like because he because he goes to the scene of the crime, somehow finds a clue that even the fucking FBI missed, but just like a, a pile of like fun dip on the floor, which is called nitro myth. Nitrometh, like well, yeah, like they're yeah, putting yeah. meth in the nitrous now.
1: You got to ramp it up sometime. It, you know, this. the trade-off is your cars are about to uh, start committing copper theft.
0: <laughs> the car just falls apart because it goes so fast. That's replaced at that with copper wiring from trailers. Which, which, by the way, is that's an Alabama bit for y'all out there. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I imagine people are like, that's oddly specific. Yeah, because uh, in, there's a good chance if you live in Alabama, you know someone who's arrested for copper theft. Or, or you're adjacent to
1: someone who knows somebody who's been arrested for confidence. Also,
0: meth use. Oh, yeah. A lot
1: of meth around here. Whoopsie. But anyway. Ha- <laughs> you remember the time that we had like a legit guy named Walter White who made some like apparently like badass meth?
0: Yes. And he it, was from Alabama. He was
1: in fucking bed. God, that was fucking wild.
0: Art imitating life, imitating art, imitating life. It's just a uh,
1: boros just. The snake eating its own tail.
0: So yeah, Dom's grief and guilt over sending Letty away somehow as a waking galaxy brain in his ass.
1: Yeah, and, and how he how we find out it's fucking nitro meth is like he fucking like licks like, you know, sticks his finger in it and licks it
0: like it's I don't know, orc blood or something. <laughs> and so like from there, like you said, he just imagines this um crash where Letty dies. And so I know exactly where like, where this came from, who installed the nitrous in the car. And I, and, <clears throat> excuse me. Never mind the fact that his ass hasn't lived in the States for over five years, but he goes to the exact spot, to the exact person that installed this in the car. Lickety split. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> and, and meanwhile, like Brian O'Connor, you know, he's working with, go, well, is it the FBI? The or, FBI. Uh, yeah. I knew it was some sort of federal agency. And, you know, they're trying to get this guy named Braga and – the, their paths are interconnected, but like you bringing up, uh, Dom finding the guy who installed the nitro meth and the blah, 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 blah leads to another scene that's just like, all right, what the fuck? Where, you know, he, he starts whooping up on the guy and the guy's like, I'm not telling you shit. And, and, and fucking Vin Diesel like grabs a chain that is, that has like a fucking engine block attached to it, like lets it go, but then catches it. Right before it crushes this dude's head.
0: And the thing is, out taking his eyes off the guy. So, he, like, he drops the chain, lets the block, jaw just enough, he, like, grabs the chain back without looking. So, he's just, like, so he just, like, his, his brain is just, like, encompassing the galaxy. Where he just, like, he, his powers have a height. And he's, like, this is the beginning of him turning into
1: goddamn Superman. <laughs> Cause like I like yeah like Vin Diesel's a buff dude but you, <laughs> he ain't stopping that shit once it starts falling at least not the way he does it where he's like hand behind his back just one one hands this bitch
0: yeah it's like it, it is funny as like as restraint is maybe tries to be like the the, the high tier anime bullshit is just like busting B- from the scenes bubbling <laughs> up from the floorboards
1: god and, and then just it splooges all over five but uh we'll get to that one next time but uh
0: yeah so like we're just gonna kind of blast through this uh because like because mostly because like I usually take notes for these movies. They have, like, all this behind-the-scenes stuff and, like, how this and that happened. Like, mostly my notes for four are just, like, the bits we had. (laughs) Because oh like God, God, there are so many good bits we were just talking about. With this yeah, because we
1: were, we just got bored and we were just sort of bantering off each other to the point where by the end of it, we were creating you know gay slash fix with for uh, Dom and Brian because like
0: they are super fucking gay. gayer than they ever been in the in the movies up to this point,
1: and 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 the gayness is just going to continue. Like I, I mean. It- it's like the, it's just that fucking trope in movies where, like, the dude bros have such, like, this passionate relationship, but then when they are, like, with their love interest, it's just... It's just so they're tepid. They're like, bleh. Yeah, it's, like you said, very tepid.
0: But we respect supposed to believe this whole time that these, like, these are, like, rock-hard, machismo dudes who just love fucking, and they love boobies, and but really realize... Like they're just sort of blase whenever they see they see like like lesbians quote making out in the corner, but like every but every time they see each other, just like all handsy to just talking real close and deep to each other. But it's like oh yeah, they're like we're, we love the ladies. Because like there's a great bit at toward the beginning of the film where Mia and Brian reconnect, and like it essentially sounds when it starts like I can't keep doing this, Brian. It sounds like she's tired of being Brian's beard. <laughs> it does like. He, She's like you're just using
1: me to get to my brother. That's all this is. It's, or that's the subtext of the scene. It's like, I won't be It's like I'm
0: otherwise. tired of you I'm, I'm tired of you imagining your are fucking Dom through fucking me, Brian. God. Cuz honestly, I feel like everybody in the movie would be a lot happier if they just swap partners. Dom and Brian hook up and then me and Letty hook up. Everybody would be a lot happier.
1: Everyone would be a lot happier and goddamn every if they just fuck there's so much, like, so much fucking sexual tension in this movie. How,
0: how many movies have we talked about in this show where all the drama would just be resolved that people just fucked? Uh, Probably about 90%. Of them. <laughs> it's like half. That's how you... <laughs> That's how you can solve a lot of problems in the world if you just like fuck your problems.
1: It's like I mean, stop repressing them, people.
0: But uh, you know, as long as it's consensual, it's a consensual. That's what's important.
1: Yes, and, and we we came to the conclusion that fucking doms a power bottom. Oh, uh, <laughs> what else would dom be? <laughs> He's a power bottom, and, and then by the end, he he, he they got a fucking, like, ripcord anal beads out of fucking <laughs> Brian's ass. Like, when I say we went hog wild with this, we went hog wild.
0: Yeah, because, like, we just imagine, like, the dick going in the butt, and, he, and it's like you see, like, the, uh, like, in the car starts up, you, the to do is just the blood filling up the cock as it goes into the butt. Or or just, like, the fucking semen shooting his <laughs> ass. Because they, they, just, they just... Content warning gay shit yeah if you don't like gay shit <laughs> get the fuck out because <laughs> they should have just called this series fast and Furious. honestly <laughs> i mean exactly because like everybody's just like running yeah we're not talking about the plot anymore it's just like how fucking horny everybody this is it's high key and low key horny for people in this movie because dom they're just giving like they're just passionate eyes and like don't get in my way and just like just talking like sweet nothings to each other and it's just, and plus, like at the end of the movie, Brian has Dom's cross in his car—the yeah. cross that he gave to his girlfriend. I mean, I'm just saying.
1: And, and plus, when, a- a- and
0: then, and then, plus, like
1: Dom and Brian have more chemistry than they do with their partners.
0: Yeah, like when, when uh, after after the news break that Letty was working with Brian to like clear Dom's name to get like a pardon, he's like he, they, had, they had, like this passionate moment, to just like beat each other up, and then she meet, did it
1: for you, Dom. She did for you.
0: And then Brian and Mia have, like, lifeless sex in the kitchen. And the whole time Dom's just sitting outside, he could have put me on the counter. That could be my ass mashing the, the bread in the grocery sacks.
1: <laughs> my ass cheeks could be the imprint on that fucking bread right now. God damn
0: it. Oh, Also, uh, speaking of horny, that, that one racer guy got arrested by Brian for sucking toes.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. Ugh. Well, well I, I'll say that's why he got arrested for. That bitch going to horny jail. But... Yeah, and this scene didn't really play that well, you know, given, you know, a lot of the police shit going on. Yeah, because, like... Because how they get him is, like, Brian fucking plants
0: coke on him, and I'm like... "Mm." Yeah, because this is definitely an abuse of your power as, like, a federal agent. It's sort of like it's it's meant to be funny, and it is because it's so like just dude sucking toes. But like also in the climate where we live, even if the dude's a bum, a, a cop can't overextend himself just to fuck with them. And plus, it, and plus, it's it's, just, it's especially weird when you went in the the, the bandoleros short film that the, the, they pretty much say a cab and fuck the military industrial complex.
1: Oh yeah, that that was just fucking weird. it's like one of the I think it was uh, Leo. Uh, one of the Dominican guys gives this like impassioned speech at the opening of that short film that you know is literally fuck the police and you know I'm braver than the troops so it's like of course you're sending mixed messages here race wars
0: (laughs) 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 fucking Christ God, yeah, and there's like some bullshit where like, oh we gotta gain entrance to the to the drug lore by racing and like they race in the city and people get fucking mutilated and he's these like like the most extra fucking car crash you could ever imagine. Like outside of the the the, the Aston Martin crash in Casino Royale they're all that tier crash. Oh, yeah. And,
1: and then, like, the whole point of the race, is like, at the beginning, they're like,
0: oh, who, who's going to block off
1: the roads? And they're like, no one. So they're literally racing with civilians.
0: Yeah, they're just, like, just open carnage in the streets of California or wherever the fuck they are. And so they get in. But this, but this, like, happens, like, a third
1: of the way through the movie. And then the only, like, car action past this point is just in
0: fucking tunnels yeah these absurdly spacious mine tunnels and in the uh the the border to mexico and to it, california it,
1: something like that it's very uh, vague
0: yeah it, it, everything is just geographically in vague in general because he they have they, they meet up with the drug lord and his like or not the drug lord, like the guy is like I'm the guy who works for the drug lord who tells everybody what to do. But he's actually the drug lord. So s- 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 swerve, so swerve. Even though really their main beef is with Phoenix, the guy who's like the drug lord. So it's like, like his body,
1: like a, his hitman, like his
0: lieutenant, like his like number one guy. And he, also, it's also, he's the
1: guy who kills Letty. Yeah,
0: because he admits that to Don when he gets to the other side after they get braced through the tunnel. Also, Phoenix. Is a comrade? Like he, he has an inexplicable hammer and sickle tattoo on his neck.
1: It's just the fucking American propaganda trying to smear our comrades' name. No, no I'm not going to do that.
0: But, but yeah. It, also, it's the film debut of Gal Gadot. She's Giselle, oh, yeah. the mysterious woman who works for the the well, drug. Was board. this
1: her first movie,
0: or was this like it's, I know this is her first movie? It's the her friend. first movie in in the fast film. I. I I want to read it. Want to say I read it. this is her first film, but like either way, she's this cool, mysterious woman who's like, I know, I A know, I know what's going on, and I know more than I let on. And weird sexual tension with uh, Dom, even though he outright says like something really bisexual.
1: Like the thing is, is like. The sexual tension is is just a one way street. It only goes one way, and that's her for him. Yeah, he is just not interested.
0: It, it, and plus, getting back to our theory that we mentioned earlier, that Dom's like denial of his sexuality is so strong, he's so deep in the closet that it's just distorting the world around him. like his, he just disassociates that hard. Because like that's why every time you see like every time he goes in, there's just all these hot-ass girls just like mushing their titties on his head and they're like brandonly making out in the corner because there's all an obligatory lesbian make-out and he's just like completely numb to it but like the whole time he's thinking like oh O'Connor man I just y'all need to do do my baby boy right and make his let me rip that <laughs> <laughs> let me rip that cord out your butt yeah I need I just need a tight close-up on his baby blues man just like get really in there make him pop for me just I, I just want to throw it back just throw it back real hard um but
1: speaking of that like that that i don't know what made me think of this but you remember like the time back to the los bandoleros the the outside of like the fucking a cab and them uh military industrial complex messages towards the beginning it's basically like reference city
0: yeah because you know he he, he's in dominican they're like they they freed one of the Dominican brothers from jail like also the, the easiest prison break ever like literally they just like cut a chain link fence and he just walked his ass out that's it it's like all right well shit where they did that in 5 seconds it took them 7 goddamn seasons on prison break and I'm sure, like, in that fucking
1: show, they, they escaped, and then they pulled a loss.
0: We gotta go back! We gotta go back to prison. To escape again! So anyway, he goes, they have, like, a big party to celebrate, and he's getting all smoozed on by girls, and you see a woman walk up, and it's like, you know what? I know I always know how to find you, Dom. I just follow the odor of skanks. You know, because it's a callback to the
1: first movie! Yeah,
0: because there, there's, like, of course, because this is the soft reboot, they're, like, they're throwing, like, oh, little winks, and... But it's
1: only in the short film that, where did, was this, like, played? I guess it was, like, on the internet somewhere?
0: Yeah. Uh, or, I, how was this released? It might have just been with the DVD. I, I remember reading that Dom, not Dom, <laughs> Dom, it was like, Vin wanted to film 4 and 5 back to back, but the studio's like, oh, well, we got, you know, stuff happens, we can't really do that, but... And to make you feel better, you can direct this little short and we'll put on the DVD. And he's like, okay.
1: Yeah. Because, uh, like, it, seeing as how, like, this movie leads into five, I, I'd see where Vin Diesel's won't know why he would want to do that. I also see the studio as well, seeing as how, you know, the last movie didn't do
0: so hot. They, they really wanted to see how well this performance like, we pour another millions and in dollars into, like, another thing. If we don't know, this one's going to for sure kick off. But yeah, like, getting back to the original point, because we're all over the fucking place with this one.
1: Yeah, like, I mean, I don't really give a fuck. Because, we're,
0: we're you know, we'll get to the end. We're just taking, like, the family circus, like, loop loop polka we're, dot We're trail. following the pig trails. <laughs> <laughs> to it, where half the movie is them sort of, like, setting, or half the, the short of Los Bandoleros is setting up, like, the big score at the start of the film. But also, like, Dom and Letty's sex adventure. I guess like weird softcore island sex romance, which is it's funny that like it's it's the most like film we see Michelle Rodriguez is always sort of like it's like I'm a tough girl I got I got grease on my cheek you know I'm a badass but it's like she's very like very soft romantic in this one so he has like a little fucking lady scarf and she's blowing out the window in his convertible and then they have like they're just like on the beach like fucking in the sand in the in the ocean. Oh, we we haven't even talked about the time when they, they just
1: start fucking while he's driving.
0: Oh, fuck! They're, like, <laughs> literally she hops on his dick while his ass is driving down the road, like, her, like, they're making out, like, in front of him, and then, like, they're just going 80 miles per hour. Yeah, like, doing that, that shit, that fucking, like,
1: that couple on Pornhub when they were trying to do the self-driving feature on the Tesla and about killed people.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you know there's no damn c- computer in Dom's car, but just, like, shit, the one time he's actually, like, horny for women is when his life's in mortal peril. I guess. And, but, like, also the movie just ends, that Los Bandoleros just ends.
1: Yeah, it's like, excuse me. It's just, like, I don't know, like, it, it, it's, like, building up to something, and I figured, like, it would end on something, like, big to sort of lead into.
0: To be that bridge. To, to be
1: that bridge, but it just kind of stops. Yeah, but, like, and, and, like, it, it's not until you really start the, the movie proper that it's like, okay, I see where this ties in, but it's not, it feels very segregated at the same time. Yeah, like,
0: you you understand, like, you know, where these characters come from, like, where Han's girlfriend, how she helps out, and then how, like, the Dominican brothers, how they're involved at all, because, like, literally, they're just introduced out of nowhere at the start of the film. We see where they come from in the Los Bandaleras, it's just...
1: And, and then they're just, like, not in the movie after the, the big chase scene at the beginning. Yeah, so,
0: like, literally for almost two hours, they're not present in the plot at all. Yeah, but... It's, well, speaking of the plot, we might want to get back to it, just sort of to tie everything up. So, yeah, they get... They do the whole, like, rendezvous in the desert, you know. Dom blows up his car to to get, like, a distraction that they escape fucking no-cells a gunshot wound to the shoulder oh my god he, he's fucking bionic man just like fucking ah uh!
1: he, he just doesn't he, like like you said no-cells just
0: get shot in the shoulder and like shrugs it off like it's an ant bite and so we get to the point where they go back to, to california and they go at the dom's house they figure out oh letty was, was sort of trying to get by don's pardon by doing the same thing they are now and so they they work out a scheme to hide the cocaine. They they were going to pilot with the the cartel, but to hide it in the evidence locker and the, the impound lot. And then fucking uh, Brian O'Connor's foil and the FBI, the fucking agent, not Jeremy Renner, like little shit. It's like yeah, we we got a sting where we're gonna draw out the the bad guy, and but also I'm gonna fuck it up, but you're gonna take all the blame for it. Oh yeah. I didn't realize that the little shrimpy guy was actually the real Braga the whole time, and the old man they met was just like an actor, like the very Iron Man 3. Yeah. uh, you,
1: you know, shenanigans and shoot into, there's big chase scene through the, uh, through these tunnels and whatnot, and uh, which leads to uh, one of the gnarliest moments of the movie, where like, at this point, Brian and Braga have Made it out of the, made it out of the tunnels. Their cars are fucked.
0: Yeah, because Phoenix fucking punches their car through a cave
1: wall out to the other side. Oh yeah, and then you know Vin Diesel fucking rides up. You know, is facing down Phoenix, and Phoenix turns his gun on Vin Diesel. Fucking Vin Diesel pops a wheelie to block the bullets and right as Phoenix is about to escape, <laughs> fucking Brian holds him down as the fucking Vin Diesel
0: bisects this guy with a fucking car. Like, kills the fuck out of him. Just, like, literally, like, slams into him and pins up against the other car. Just, motherfucker, is dead. D-E-D dead. D-E-D dead. And then
1: followed by Vin Diesel saying, Pussy! <laughs> yeah, because it's like, well, I'm sorry that not everyone can just fucking take bullets and not act like nothing. I feel happened.
0: like the way he said that that had to have been like a, like you know, I'm throwing your words back at you, bitch. But I honestly don't remember if Phoenix said that.
1: I, I don't know.
0: So I feel like it felt like like a badass
1: line to sort of cap off that that part of the movie.
0: I'm sure. So like. Yeah, everybody's all mangled up. Set for Dom, his shirt is even greasy from this whole fucking debacle. Because you know he's protected. However, he's not protected from the law. So, so yeah, the 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 all Johnny Law and all the cops and copters show up. They they haul his ass out and so and he gets sent to twenty five years to life. Even though they promised that if he. You know, Brian basically
1: made a deal to where if he helps them and they succeed, then Dom will get off scot-free, but the judge was like, nah, you a menace to society, you going to jail.
0: Yeah, you you stealing all those TVs and DVD players is fucked up,
1: man. Yeah, because, you know, who's fucking hurting from those goddamn DVD players? Yeah, they just
0: like knocked over a fucking Best Buy truck. Also- it continues the same trend from the first movie that every fucking truck driver is just strapped. They all got a fucking Glock or a sawed-off shotgun just, like, ready to, like, blow somebody the fuck off. I
1: mean, you never know when someone's going to steal your shipment of DVD players, Pat.
0: Or your pet iguana, apparently. That, too. But, yeah, so, like, Dom gets sent off to the same prison he said he he would rather die than go back to.
1: Yeah, and then, you know, holds on shots of Brian looking all distraught, like, you know, because his himbo boyfriend's going to jail. And, And then, you know, the movie ends with Vin Diesel on the prison bus going to prison, but then looks out the window and guess what's surrounding the bus but all the fucking cars and we got... Mia, we got Brian and someone else. I don't remember. It's Dominican Brothers. Oh, the Dominican Brothers. Yeah. And then smash cut to credits in the movie. Thank God. (laughs) And and like I said, it's not a bad movie. Like out of the entire films up to this point, it's the most competent, but it's so milquetoast compared to the bullshit and the first few and, and
0: just imagine using the descriptor like Miltos to explain what happened in this movie because like are franchise because like the movies are just so buck wild but this one just feels really ordinary yeah
1: and then like i feel like our commentary and retelling of this the movie is more exciting than the actual movie itself Which, it, it very much feels like a even though it's like a Soft reboot. It feels more like a transition movie more than anything.
0: Yeah, because like this is sort of the end of the Brian doing the will they won't they leave the police for a life of crime. Yeah, they finally end that here, thank God, because that was that that start that was starting to get stale. So, like, I I think like in a way it does its job from like reinvigorating the franchise because like at this point the movie is a, a major commercial success. Like, this is sort of restarted the series, re- familiarized everyone with the faces they knew from the first installment, so, like, it did its job, but it's, it, it, like you said, it definitely feels like this sort of stop gap between what was Fast and Furious and what Fast and Furious will become.
1: Yeah, it tries to take bits of both ends and doesn't. Necessarily, the best bits of both ends.
0: So it it, it it just feels very safe, like a lot of reboots tend to be. It's so they, they yeah. Want,
1: I mean that that it makes sense in that in that aspect
0: because they, they, they wanted to make something they knew would sort of cement the sort of the franchise in order like to keep it going. Because like the so, quote so, like it's it's understandable in a way, but still like you still kind of have to like quote get through it. Yeah. But honestly, like I'll be just to say, Fast Five was my first. Fast and Furious movie. Oh, I d- that That's a hell of a movie to start with. And, like, literally, w- that's the first one I ever watched, and without getting too much into it, we'll save that for next time, but, like, I'm just gonna say, you can, you can start with Fast Five and still be like, okay. But, of course, it, you won't have the certain emotional payoffs.
1: Yeah. Uh, but, like, I mean, like, the, the first four, they have their moments, but it's
0: not until next time where we get... It's where we really go... <laughs> When we say balls to the wall at different points, we mean it. But, like, they crank, like, the crazy n- knob, they crank that bitch to 13 and just keep turning.
1: Yeah, like, it fucking, the dial fucking breaks and it just keeps spinning. God, when we get to it, there there was a part at the end of 5 where me and
0: Pat were screaming for 15 minutes straight. Like I we said, we're, we're hyping that fast by because that, that is very much... That's going to be a a blast to get to. But we still have to get there. So, closing thoughts on Fast 4. So, uh, I guess to this point, maybe should we just say where we find our rankings to be? Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Shit. Uh, To
1: me, like, 1 and 3 are close at towards the top. Yeah. Then 2, then 4. I think for me it's... Especially after this rewatch. I think for me it's... One, three, four, two. Which I mean makes sense. I just love the fucking wacky bullshit in four. I mean, it, mean, not four, uh, two.
0: And, and hoe, it's so. not to say that two like it. Two is bad, but it's fun. Yeah, it's just like there's some stuff in two that kind of like to me. I feel the weight a little bit more than four in certain places. Yeah, I, I get that. And, but like. Obviously, we had a good time throughout all of these, whether it's from the film itself or we were just sort of inventing a good time. But I feel like the first four are all fun. Please seek these out if if
1: if this is your speed. Like, I mean, honestly, this is definitely not for everyone. And, and honestly, I didn't think this this series was going to be for me, but it, it is just it, it it finds that right level of bullshit. Meter in my brain that just fucking clicks.
0: Because, like, I- I'm very much a big fan of, like, hyperbole and over the top bullshit. And, and, I- and I'm a person who has a very high tolerance for silly bullshit, even in, like, more straightforward films. Yeah. So it just,
1: just, I-, I know we'll probably say this with every movie we get to. Yeah. But if you're going to watch it, watch this series and you're kind of skeptical, you kind of have to go in. You, you have to come at it with a mindset from the movie's perspective. You can't come in with your own sort of expectations of what a movie should be. You should meet it at it, its
0: own level. And definitely, like, you definitely have to roll with the punches that film gives you, because, like, you... And plus, like, you just have to take for a fact that the movie, it's silly. Even even when 4 is trying to take itself seriously, it's still really silly. Yeah. So, like, it's, it's definitely... You kind of have to take it as it comes. And I think from where the series goes, it just goes even harder. Yeah.
1: And if someone were to say, I, I don't see what you see in this, this is just fucking stupid and immature, I can't argue with them.
0: I mean, no, like every, like any criticism people have about these movies is like,
1: yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Like we agree, but it's just, I don't know. It's everyone has their own trash, and this is our trash.
0: Yeah, because like. A- whether or not Fast and Furious is for you, like every everybody has something they knowingly embrace, and enjoy, and fully acknowledge and are fully aware of all the flaws it has. Yeah, and I'm not even going to say guilty
1: pleasure because I, I don't like that. that yeah, term th- that's context.
0: definitely a term I'm, I'm sort of like migrating out of my vocabulary because
1: because I mean you shouldn't feel guilty for the things you like, and I don't feel guilty for liking this. This shit's fun as shit.
0: No, like I no shame. This movie, these movies are. and I enjoy every fucking second. And I can't wait to see where we go, and I can't wait to get to Fast Five. And I guess
1: on that note, that's going to be a wrap for this double feature.
0: We we hope you enjoyed this double feature, and we we appreciate you joining us today and on our journey on the road so far. And uh, please continue to join us as we continue the rest of this franchise. Thank you so much for listening today. You can follow us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Google Podcasts, overcast spotify any rss feed catcher out there please sure to like reviews subscribe and all those platforms really helps us out spreads the words around puts us higher in the algorithm puts us in front of new faces new ears and just keeps the show going and spreads the banter around we do appreciate that tremendously and while we're at it please uh follow us on our socials on twitter and instagram Seats podcast on letterbox and facebook and all you can hear on Twitch at twitchtv can here and on YouTube also at can hear. And lastly you can follow me Patrick on Twitter, Instagram and Letterbox at Don Lawson's name and follow my art on Facebook at John Lawson's name art.
1: My name is Jonathan, you can follow me on Twitter at J O N I I B O Y 24 and
0: John 12 on Letterbox. So uh, thank you so much for joining us today. Stay tuned. We got a lot more coming. Have a great day. Bye bye.